How can I know God is real? What does the Bible say about politics? Why does a good God allow suffering? If you have questions about faith, life or culture, don't be afraid to ask. This This is Ask with David Dean. Good day, everyone. Dave Dean here. And our question for the week is, what was the original purpose of the tree of life in the garden when there was no sin or death? Well, theologians and commentators have offered different answers to this question over the centuries. Some say that the tree of life is kind of pointless because human beings were created immortal and would have lived forever if we hadn't sinned, while others say that we weren't created immortal and so if humanity had never sinned, we would have lived and died and gone to heaven all the same. Personally, I take a different view to both of these and I'll explain why. The phrase the tree of life is mentioned 12 times in the Bible and while a full answer to this question needs to deal with all of that data, we do seem to get a reasonable answer from just a few considerations. First of all, the first mention of the tree of life is found in Genesis 2.9, which says, Out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil with it. Now, leaving aside consideration of whether this was a literal tree with literal fruit or a metaphor for something else, at this point in the Bible, we don't know anything more about the, quote, tree of life other than the fact that it is a tree that was good for eating and pleasing to the eye in the midst of the garden, and Adam and Eve were free to eat from it. There was only one tree in the garden that God told Adam and Eve to not eat from, and that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, it's interesting, isn't it? So often we complain about the one thing that we're not allowed to have or not allowed to do while not appreciating all the things that we do have and all the things that we can do So often we bring that attitude to our reading of Genesis and we complain specifically about this tree and its forbidden fruit. You know, why would God put it there? But the reason God told them not to eat from it was for their own good. Genesis 2.17, in the day you eat of it, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. When we move to the second mention of the tree of life, we go to Genesis 3.22-24. Now this is after Adam and Eve had disobeyed and they had eaten the forbidden fruit. And here we get some more information about the tree of life. When God says that he's going to cut off access to the tree of life for Adam and Eve, he says that he does this so that they will not eat from it and therefore live forever. You see, this tells us that the tree of the life, it finds its meaning in its effect to sustain life. So the two trees, the tree of life, which produces life-sustaining fruit, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which produces deadly fruit. Adam and Eve ate the deadly fruit, Genesis chapter 3. The consequence was then death. So God removed their access to the tree of life and its life-sustaining fruit. It kind of makes logical sense. So let's come back now to the question. What was the original purpose of the tree of life in the Garden of Eden when there was no sin or death? Well, if what we mean when we say there was no sin or death is that human beings were created immortal, then the question becomes, was human immortality unconditional? Are we our own life or is life something that we have? Were we created with the intrinsic sustaining source of our own life or was our original immortal state a consequence of our connectedness with God and with his order and structure and pattern in creation? I think it's the latter. I think the tree of life teaches us how human beings are created to be connected to be in a spiritual and physical harmony with God, ourselves, each other, and all of creation. We are not social atoms. We are not self-sufficient creatures. We are not islands unto ourselves. We have life, but we aren't life, which is obvious enough in the fact that none of us asked to be born. 
God and God alone is life. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So to the extent that we are relationally connected to Jesus then is the extent to which we have life. You see, by eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Adam and Eve awoke all sorts of alternatives for the meaning and purpose of life. That word for knowledge there means knowledge by experience, knowledge by association or acquaintance, which is why eating the forbidden fruit is not a trivial act. It is the ingestion, the embodiment of a knowledge by experience to the alternative to God, who is life, namely death. That's why Proverbs 14.12 says, There is a way that seems right to humanity, but its way is the end of death. So to sum all of that up then, sin is a separation from God and what he says about creation, which is why sin leads to death, the physical, the spiritual, and ultimately the eternal separation from God and his means for sustaining life. But here's the thing. We've only looked at the first two mentions of the tree of life in the first book of the Bible. When we get to the end in the last book of Revelation, guess what we see? The tree of life again and human beings eating freely from it once again in the new heavens and the new earth. What's changed? The short answer? Jesus. God himself who rejoined what our sin had separated. John 15 says, As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you, said Jesus, unless you abide in me. For I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in them, they will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Friends, the only reason there was no death before sin is because sin is what separates us from life. Sin separates us from God like a cosmic orphan. Salvation in Jesus rejoins us as adopted children into the household of God. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So let me ask you. Have you tasted and have you seen that the Lord is good? Do you have a question about Christian beliefs, theology, doctrine, philosophy or culture? Don't be afraid to ask. Go to drcdean.com forward slash ask. That's Dean with an E.